reality. Masterclass Radio, you're tuned in to this week's episode of The Spotlight. Today, I'm joined in studio with a local Calgary artist. Now listen, we're with West Paul in station. West Paul, before I get too much further into this, how about you introduce yourself? Yo, what's good? I go by the name of West Paul. Um, originally from Vancouver Island, but I've been repping Calgary for the last seven years. Representing Raw Star Entertainment and Asylum House Records. Blessed to be here. There we go. Now, Wes, you aren't originally from Calgary. You came from the island. Yes, I did. I'm originally from Victoria, BC. And uh, yeah, I moved out here seven years ago. Now, so. out there, what got you into music? Um, honestly, um, none of my homies could uh, sing. So I used to do all their hooks for them. And I just fell in love with hip hop. I've uh, been doing it for a long time now. Only got really serious the last couple of years when I started working on my sobriety and myself. So just been going really hard the last couple of years. Right, now that's really interesting that you say you worked on the hooks because that's arguably one of the most important part of any song is the hooks. Yeah, for sure it is. And with all these rappers out here having ghostwriters and all that, it's great that you know, you're writing your own stuff and you're writing the hardest part of the song to write, the hooks. Yeah, Now what's for some sure. Where is there, what, what are sources that you find inspiration? Um, for me, like if you want, if you're talking artist-wise, um, you know, obviously, Eminem was a big inspiration for me. Uh, I think I wrote my first bars after I watched Eight Mile, probably like a lot of other individuals, like myself. Um, Tupac, Big L. I'm all about the lyricism. Uh, most of y'all that checked out my music will be able to be able to catch that. But um, <clears throat> yeah. Um, and I mean, for Canadian artists, classified. I got to meet him when I was 19, so right. he was pretty big inspiration as well. Right, so we were talking about these people that, you know, come in and, and inspire you and all kinds of other different sources of inspiration. And for the youth coming up that really want to get into hip hop with it being such a big genre right now and everything like that, uh, what's some advice that you got for people starting out? Um, I would say find your sound, be yourself. Uh, don't try to mimic anybody else. Don't get yourself stuck in one sound. Don't get yourself stuck in one type of uh, beat. Like... Don't be afraid to get creative and step out of your element sometimes. Um, I've done that recently, even in the last couple of years and the growth that I'm still seeing, even becoming an older cat. Um, yeah, definitely just don't be afraid to find who you are and make your own lane. Right. And talking about, you know, that individualism and, and what makes you stand out against the rest of the pack. What do you think makes your music stand out in particular? Um, I don't know. I think I've been able to express uh, a story you know when I first came out it was a lot about struggle and it was a lot about self-therapy like I did this um, you know as an escape from from my reality I was right. in some dark places when I was younger and uh, <clears throat> yeah I don't know I just always I stayed true to myself and I stayed true to my roots and people that know me know that you know, my music speaks for itself. I'm real. I'm about what I say I'm about. So I don't glorify guns. That's why I don't glorify all that other stuff because I'm not about that street life. That's uh, that's the stuff that a lot of us tried to get away from. So um, we don't want to be glorifying that, you know? Yeah, so it's kind of your escape, your music. 
away from kind of things you got going on and and at the same time people listen to music to escape things that they got going most on. certainly most certainly and that's why um you know you got to be careful about the music that you do and you know if your music's always about your struggle people are trying to escape from their own struggle they can relate mm -hmm. to you to a certain degree but yeah. they don't want to be hearing that all the time you know like it, people don't even want to hear lyrics all the time you know sometimes yeah, you got to exactly. dumb it down a little future is yeah. one of the best artists out there and, right you know as far as the music and the content he talks about it's not really something i want to glorify but mm -hmm. i love listening to him because you know it kind of gets me away from where i'm at and yeah exactly there's so. a huge market for it for sure there is yeah. for sure there is and it kind of seems like the trend these days with hip-hop is it's more of a a sound less of this lyrical thing that we used to see with guys like eminem like you were yeah. talking about it used to be kind of like this really poetic thing for sure and it was very verbal kind of that that's where the content was was in what you were saying the message you were expressing but we're kind of moving more towards this like sound with yeah the mumble and using sounds to express emotion for and sure for sure and it, like the thing is is like people need to realize you know i'm an old cat you don't hear me dissing these new cats out there. They're trying to find themselves. Like I said earlier, find yourself, find your sound. Just because mm -hmm. it's different than what I'm used to doesn't mean that I can't appreciate what they're trying to do. Yeah, exactly. And I think people just need to open their eyes a little more and just have a better perspective. You know, my story isn't the same as his story. His story is different than your story, but we all have a story. So just give them an opportunity to express themselves. Right, and adding on to that, you're an individual artist, so you've got all of these moving parts that make your story that much better. What would you say to someone that kind of has all these moving parts? Should they go the route of managing it all themselves or getting someone to help out with them and kind of help their cause? Um. It's important to have a team. You can't really make a lot of moves on your own. You can only get so far. Right. But that being said, you need to learn how to stand on your own two feet. Um, yeah, exactly. There's a lot of people out there that are going to promise you a lot of things. And there's a lot of people that are going to leave you behind. So you need to learn how to make moves on your own. You need to be cautious of who you do business with. Sometimes you need to separate your relationships with your personal and your business. And uh, yeah. For sure. And looking at your journey from when you first started to now what's something you would have told yourself at the beginning well if you would have told me 10 years ago that i would still be pursuing my passions i would have told you you were crazy when i first started this it was i never could have imagined that i could have done some of the things that i've been able to do like last year i basically lived off of hip-hop you know i'm not That's rich amazing. by any means but i got to headline in three provinces i got to tour i got to headline my own tours i got to reconnect with my friends on vancouver island i got to perform in front of my hometown these are all things that i never would have thought would have yeah. been possible those are some amazing accomplishments and that's just kind of the thing it just shows that if you have a dream and you're willing to work hard enough for something that you can really make it happen for yourself most certainly so know. how much do you believe in manifestation and manifesting things into existence kind of setting out this vision for yourself and putting it into motion um i believe that one definitely anything's possible and mm -hmm. hard work will always always prevail um right. you know like in this day and age you have to have a budget to really make moves and that can be really difficult for people especially the way the economy is today but just because somebody has more money than you and it may appear that their numbers are better than you and they may have more streams all that stuff can be purchased 
right. what can't be purchased is hard work it's either in you or it's not right and don't get discouraged if it takes you a year don't get discouraged if it takes you 10 years if you want it bad enough you'll find a way to do it if somebody that doesn't have as much talent as you found a way to do it you just gotta outwork them that's all you gotta do right and now it seems like we're in an era of streaming and we're moving away from radio and more into this online on-demand world and you started how many years ago uh, originally, I started in 2009. Right. So the music world has totally changed since it's, then. Yeah, most most definitely. Like, and you've been coming up right through that. Yeah, for sure. The last couple of years especially is when, you know, the motion's really been able to happen for me. So. Right. And so how have you had to adapt as an artist to keep up with everything changing? Um, For me, it's... It's been a lot of work because like, you know, I'm a family man, I'm a businessman, I'm an artist, I'm a mentor to the young artists. Um, it's just about time management. And like I said, it's about stepping out of your comfort zone and doing your research, what's popping and what's not. And you can still be yourself, but find ways to progress like it's not being a sellout to try different things it's being creative and if you don't become creative you become extinct so right yeah and it's about adding your own touch to your music exactly for yeah. sure and what sometimes when you step out of your comfort zone you're amazed at what you can do mm-hmm. like this new project i'm going to be dropping in march is something totally different for me and i think it's going to get really really good results I, I stepped out of my zone and i found a new one so right so let's talk about that new project for a little bit what's some kind sure. of things that you were trying to aim at with this project versus some of the previous stuff you've done um well for one i wanted to show people that like i'm not just a boom bap rapper i'm not just a rapper that can just spit bars i've proven that time and time again and you know i wanted sonically to have this as the best project that i've ever had and shout out to my boy t blaze who's been mixing his ass off on this project and you know like we've we found different beats my girl helped me pick out the beats for it and you know she's got a good ear for that and she knows what's popping sound wise and i did you know a little bit more melodic stuff and you know saying less but saying more Mm -hmm. not being so intricate with the rhymes necessarily so yeah i'm looking forward to dropping it for everybody yeah it sounds like you've been in the lab we got some exciting stuff to come sure so for all the people tuning in to Masterclass right now, around what time period can we expect this drop? Tentatively, the date, I believe, is March 7th. Uh, right. It could be earlier than that. Like I said, T-Blaze has been killing it on the mixes and the masters. But right now, as it stands, it's looking like a March 7th drop. Right, okay. So that's a good time of year to drop. Is there a specific time of year that you always aim at? Or uh, just kind of whenever you're you're feeling yeah there's no really a rhyme or reason as to as to the project drop times um this is a project that like i said i wanted to really put my all in it so i didn't want to rush it there's other projects that i've gotten that i've just been so eager to get them out that you know the mixes necessarily weren't where i wanted them to be or mm-hmm. you know i might have wanted to go in the booth and add a couple more touches and stuff like that but i was just so eager to drop it that you know it's just like i gotta get it out i gotta get it out right so i I actually had the project written before christmas right um so i just didn't want to rush it i wanted to make sure that i was more calculated with the drops you know get a couple music videos out push a couple singles 
you know yeah. the anticipation build up kind of thing yeah so. and how important are those music videos and those visuals and kind of the whole drop visuals is huge man it's a right. game changer like i wish i would have known how important they were before because i look back at my catalog now and some of those tracks would have been really really dope with visuals so yeah and we got a lot of good visuals people in the city like videographers okay yeah. my homie little king my homie young kazzy you know he, kazzy's on the come up he's young he's learning a lot and there's tons of talent in calgary like yeah, there really is we're blessed to have it here that's good to hear and we're not really known as kind of an art city or nothing to do with hip-hop or anything urban but there are like you said a lot of young talent a lot of talent all around and so has that differed from your hometown in, in on the island honestly man my hometown right now is pop like okay. i went back there on tour and i was amazed i wish that right. it was like it was like it is now yeah when i was back there because it was a lot like um like calgary when i first came where you know we don't get the recognition that's deserved and some of the artists were really reserved and they didn't seem to want to work together and they didn't want to do the community building and stuff which is what calgary's getting more into that now and yeah the vic city scene is is killing it right now we got like king ben's out there got the homie Payu. we got mr esq and then Vancouver Island, my boy Switch. Like, if you don't know who Switch is, you should check him out. Man's a lyrical beast. He's actually coming out here and made a tour again with me. So, all right, for sure. So yeah. it's great to hear that kind of the whole scene in general across yeah the across Canada, out. really, man. Like, you know, Toronto's always had a pretty popping scene, and like the East Coast is kind of known a little more, I think, for the showing love to the artists and stuff like that. And it's nice to see that the West is getting that love again. So, now listen, this was the spotlight with. Wes Paul stick around for more interview content but we're gonna play one of your tracks called This Way sounds good man coming up I'm gonna pass it back to Steven alright thank you Ryan brand new music from Wes Paul This Way right here on Masterclass Radio ooh, ooh, yeah, yeah. let go by the shoe drop from your favorite artists in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, and across the world. The Spotlight on 85.5 Masterclass Radio. Available on TuneIn. The Spotlight. We, we talk, talk reality. You just heard from Calgary artist Wes Paul. Welcome back to The Spotlight. We were just talking about uh, some of your shows and how you were on tour recently. So do you want to tell us a little bit about kind of what that, what that was all about? Sure. Yeah. Um... Basically, last year I was on tour from June until November. Uh, I headlined two, two tours through Alberta. And then in October, I hit up Vancouver Island in Vancouver with my homie Switch. 
for the Where Am I tour and I went and supported him. Um, one thing I'll say about tour is for people that aren't artists, um, we're not going first class. We're not popping bottles every night. Sometimes we don't even know if the venue's paying us. We don't even know where we're sleeping. But one thing we do know is that we're doing what we love and we're with the people that we care about and we get to do what we do. So um, I wouldn't trade <coughs> trade those moments for anything. Um, some of the best times I had were in crammed up vehicles going eight and a half hours, freestyling half the time with the squad, just kicking ciphers, you know, like just real good team building. So um, we look like we're having a great time because we are. But yeah, there's a lot of sleepless nights and there's a lot of a lot of hunger pains going a couple hours sometimes without stopping and whatnot. But it's it's for the love and it's for the cause. So. Right, yeah, no, that sounds like some real passion and I'm yeah, sure man. with your style of music and everything, that those shows must get pretty crazy. They can for sure. Um I would say the best tour for me uh was a tour show was in Grand Prairie. Um right. We traveled eight and a half hours in a crammed up vehicle. Uh, we took a door deal. We didn't, like I said, we didn't know what we were going to get paid, where we were going to sleep. It ended up being one of the most profitable shows I've ever done. There was over 150 people there rocking at the front of the stage. Um, yeah, like now I got lifelong pals up that way. So, right, so we're talking about, you know, shows all over the place and kind of you going all, all across Western Canada by the sounds of it. Yeah, um, basically last this past year, um, I got to headline a show in Saskatchewan or Saskatoon, pardon me. Um, I got to co-headline through BC and Alberta, so it was a pretty good year. Um, hopefully next year I'll be getting the East Coast. I gotta go rock for them because they always show mad love. So right, and uh, I'm guessing you must meet all kinds of people, like you were saying across all these shows and yeah for sure man and making all these connections and so what's been your favorite spot so far um like i said as far as like energy wise and stuff grand prairie really held it down valley view was really good um but for me the best show and most memorable was getting to grow rock in vancouver island again in victoria right. in front of my hometown yeah. that was pretty epic i saw homies i hadn't seen in 15 years so yeah, no, it was that, really good for sure. That's got to be a good, quite uh, a good feeling. It was definitely, and actually, the bar that we performed at was one of the first bars I ever performed at, so it had a lot of memories for sure. Right, yeah, and we're talking about this kind of really rough, like uh, passion, but just grinding kind of style of tour where you're just in the van yeah man really just vibing with everyone uh but you were saying that your van recently broke down actually yeah it um it finally kicked the bucket last year um we we took that dab van through through hell and back about five times uh shout out if he's listening to my driver wayne uh he always got us there safe Sometimes we had to use straps to hold the bumper on and oh, we did man. some wilding things But he always got us there and we made it home in one piece and unfortunately the dab van had to rest in peace finally in Airdrie We did a wow. show out there and uh, yeah, it got left on the side of the road. It was a sad moment, but you know Well, good thing you were in Airdrie and not all the way out in Saskatoon Exactly, that's what I'm, I'm blessed for too, you know, we weren't very far from home when they decided to kick the bucket, so yeah, and so if you had the choice between that kind of 
style of the tour you were talking about and that more bougie, lavish, maybe you had a sprinter van or something and taking flights between cities. Which do you choose? You know, I, I wouldn't say no to the first class flight. That'd be nice. I might need to get that treatment once or twice. But honestly, the thing is, is when you're on the road with your boys and stuff, like I said, like a flight is an hour, you know, a drive can be eight. A lot can happen in that eight hour time. And there's a lot of bonding and, you know, there's just a lot of time to be real with the real ones. So, um, you know, I like both sides of it. Some nights it would be great to be able to get there quick times, but I don't mind being on the road either. So I'd say half and half, you know, I'd probably, it's one of those things when you got it, you know, you might want something else, but then you go and get that other thing and then you miss what you had. So. Yeah, it's so all about balance, I find. Yeah, we're talking about these kind of humble beginnings. What's the what's the spot? Where do you want to be? In, let's let's talk timeline. Five years from now, where do you want to be? Well, I don't I don't want to age myself too much, but <laughs> I'll be in the forty club in five years. But um, honestly, I I still see myself making music. I still see myself making quality music. You know, I see myself being in more of a mentorship role. Um, you know, maybe management. You know, I'd like to. I'd like to run a few courses for some artists that want to learn how to write. Um, you know, I think that that lyricism is important and, you know, I'd love to be able to help the new ones coming up. So, Right. So you're talking about this mentorship role and how important do you think hip hop especially is to kind of younger audiences and people coming up and, and just society as a whole? Um, I think mentorship's huge, man. Like I, I had some people that I got to look up to. I had some great, great legends that I got to grow up listening to. Mm -hmm. And um, unfortunately, I feel, you know, in the last decade or whatever, um, you know, that that leadership and mentorship, you know, just hasn't quite been where it needs to be. And I feel like the country as a whole would be a lot further ahead if some of these cats that are making the moves that they're making would stop for a moment and kind of reach out and give that hand that was given to them. I think it's really easy for people to forget where they came from and, you know, being that mentor and, you know, being humble and being able to ex ex explain, you know, what I've gone through and be there for them in ways that people were there for me, kind of keeping that flame going, you know? Right, so I was like, it's like almost as like support system it's like a whole community of, of music for sure man hip-hop is about community right it's not it was never about individualism it was never about being the best in your city it was about your city being the best and i think people need to remember that and you know that whole who's the best in the city thing that can change every week man like i listen to artists and i'm like man that's the dopest track i've heard Mm -hmm. And then 48 hours later, someone else takes over and they got the best track, right? Yeah. So I think people need to focus more on putting their city on and putting their country on and not so much on who said who was in their top five and who's not. That shit changes all the time. Yeah, and it's interesting so. you say that because, you know, we see all these... Uh uh, artists and they're coming up solo not the same way they did it back in the day where it was more we saw all these collectives and yeah. whole crews of guys just you know hitting the cypher rapping out freestyle um that kind of stuff and so do you think social media has anything to do with this more individual approach that we're seeing these days i think for sure it does and uh i mean the other thing is too is we live in a world where like numbers matter and the, having the most likes and the most reactions and the most this and the most that. And 
unfortunately i believe that it's made people that might have been really good teammates become more individuals and it's like well he's got more views than me or he's got more followers than me and i even catch myself sometimes man that's yeah. just like you know you start making the progress and then you get a number and then you're out of a spotify playlist and then your numbers drop down and like i gotta shake myself sometimes it's like i'm not doing it for that you know the numbers don't matter to me if i wanted to have huge numbers i just go buy them like most people do like that doesn't <laughs> yeah. really matter to me i want yeah. to make consistently quality music i want to do what i love to do and you know i hope that i can inspire people while i do it right and that's crazy that you say that with the whole buying streams and buying numbers because some artists have a lot more resources behind them compared to others and there's kind of like inequalities and that kind of thing and how important do you think having a label is Honestly, um, as far as like labels, I don't, I think a label is important, but I think that you should build your own label. Um, I feel like you should create your own team and keep everything within your team. And that's kind of what my camp's been doing recently. Um, I just actually had a business meeting today with my homie T Blaze. Shout out to him. He should be tuning in if he's not. Well, that's too bad for him, but no, but honestly, man, like it's just really important to, to grow a team. And I wouldn't want anybody other than the people that I trust the most taking care of business matters with me. That being said, you need to be careful because sometimes the people that'll snake you first are the people that are closest. Mm -hmm. But as far as these big label things, I got offered an opportunity in 2017 that came with a big price tag and it just wasn't for me. Right. And I feel like, you know, if you can do it yourself, then do it yourself. If you can build from within, then build from within. But if you get an opportunity, take that opportunity. Just be careful. Right, we're talking about being careful and people snaking you, backstabbing people, or just guys on the low that maybe you can't trust sometimes. And sometimes as an artist, you got to establish yourself as kind of the shot caller, you know? Yeah, for sure, for sure, definitely. You got to be able to take care of number one, and like I said, make sure you can stand on your own too. Mm -hmm. It's it's a tough business, man. It's cutthroat. Like People will promise you the world, and you just got to be ready for half of what they say they're going to give you. And just... You know, it's not for everybody. It can be really, really grueling. You know, it can be hard on depression. It can be hard on the anxiety. But just believe in yourself and believe in the people that you work with. And if it's not working out, change your scene and change your team. Right. And before we started this interview in the station, we were chit-chatting about kind of how you ha it took you forever to even make your first $300 off music and how now you're finding all the success and able to support yourself full-time doing music. Uh, what are some things uh, that you did on the come up that you just don't even have to do anymore? Um, well, number one, uh, I used to try and try and try to get a hold of venues and I couldn't even get them to give me door deals half the time because, you know, I didn't have the numbers or I didn't have this or that. So I took a lot of risks last year and I took a lot of door deals and I proved myself and I proved that I put the time in and I put the work in. And once you give them a product that they know sells, then they have no problem giving you the money. So you just got to go out there and do the work and you'll, it'll pay off just takes time like i said not everybody gets the opportunity to get paid right from the get-go and that's something if i could tell artists listening especially the young ones on the come up you know i know you want your percentage of the ticket sales and i'm also a promoter as well and if you hustle for me and you work hard you know i'm gonna give you your ends but that's not something that you should expect that's something you should go and get and you'll get it so right 
And so we were talking about how the hip hop culture in Canada, especially in Victoria, especially in Calgary, how it's been just blowing up these days recently and it's getting bigger. How much of that do you think is, is helping artists coming up? You know, I think it helps out a lot. Um, I'm happy to see, especially in Calgary, I'm happy to see people are starting to get together more collectively. Um, a couple years ago, we opened up an entertainment company, Rossler Entertainment, and I kind of put my own personal stuff on the back burner to try to help build the scene here. And, you know, there was a lot of ups and a lot of downs. A lot of artists were working hard together. And then, you know, you kind of get the jealousy and everything else. And then people start dropping those lists that I was talking about, about who's the best. And if they weren't on the list, you know, people got offended and stuff like that. But I think people just finally grew up. And, you know, people that used to maybe have beefs and stuff like that are starting to get in the studio and work together. And, you know, we all have the same love. You know, we all have a passion for it. Why do you got to hate on the next man? If he's in a spot where you want to be, figure out how he got there and work hard and surpass him. It's good to have competition. It's good to be competitive, but show the next man some love too. He may not be your style, but appreciate the grind, right? Yeah, well, you know, beef and fighting has always been a part of hip hop. But how much of that do you think has to do with promotion how much of that do you think goes into promoting a new track do you think people ever stage beef oh for sure especially lately <laughs> nowadays most definitely yeah. um you know back in the day when i was growing up and stuff like that i mean sure there might be stuff that was staged that we don't know about but i don't know when i listened to tupac hit him up i don't think that sounded very staged you know what i'm right. saying like yeah. they had beefs for their own reasons it was street cred it was turf it was whatever it was mm -hmm. uh nowadays i think they're just doing it to sell records like look at look at mgk after yeah. the whole eminem thing you know yeah. five years ago anybody that went at m like that would have been retired now mgk is bigger than he's ever been yeah maybe part of it has to do with hip-hop's kind of move into popularity it's kind of past pop is the main genre on the radio yeah and so i think it's, it's less of this gang gang scene less of this like hardcore stuff and more kind of just just it's turning into bars about life yeah man about just for sure everyday life and it's, it's becoming this thing for really everyone to relate to now and do you think that has anything to do with kind of like why we see guys like instead of in the street beefing or, or on their tracks it's more like instagram live stream behind their phone talking smack to one another well I, honestly i think the main thing is is let's face it negativity sells yeah right? good stories don't usually get the front page right yeah. you know it's usually the most horrific scenes that get the top story coverage and especially with social media and stuff like that like beef is just something that sells right so they right. want to sell records they're going to stage beefs. right so we were talking about your song uh, i'm on a wave yeah that's one of your new tracks right? yeah it was uh it was on my far from over album uh, a couple right. albums ago but that's definitely a track that i would say that i stepped out of my comfort zone right. the beat selection the way i flowed on it everything right. like that you know i'm just an old cat trying to try something new so right so i'm gonna pass it back to steven and maybe we can give that i'm on a wave song a listen for the people tuning into the station Back at it again. We in the booth. Y'all really thought it was done after X. Yeah. One sip that I lose control. I paid for each sin and it took its toll. It's true what they say. Yeah, less is more. I'll adapt and survive, but I won't conform. I have bars and you want them bars before. If you don't get so long, so it is no. I still pay for the taste and the smell for more. But I learned to express without them support. Ten years, many ups and downs. Almost two 
on the towel, nearly lost myself. Who's the first hit the pack of the check without Elvin Max will be up from over now. Cause the same old dude from a rainy town. If it's cushion, you want, gotta buy the pound. I'm performing a team, we build it up from ground. Raw stars, I'm house takeovers now. Uh. 9.45 on Masterclass Radio. Uh, the weather for the for in Calgary is uh, currently negative one degrees. And for the rest of the week, it looks like it's going to be a pretty nice week, ranging from the, the low positives from positive zero to positive five, uh, back to the spotlight. We just listened to his song, I'm on a Wave. We were talking about that before we started playing the track, but how about you tell us kind of story, sort of the story that you were aiming at with that song? Uh, well, basically, I just wanted to let people know that, like, I'm more than a one-trick pony, you know? Like, I I wanted to get away from the boom bap a bit. I wanted to get more like a new wave sound, a new wave flow. And I wanted to show people that I can vibe out on the track just as much as I can bar out on it. So. Right, and you were mentioning a couple things about uh, sobriety and kind of like challenges you face and stuff like that. And, and I heard some stuff in the lyrics kind of touching on that a bit. Uh, is there anything else that you want to add, like to touch on that? Yeah, for sure, man. Uh, well, like, I uh, had a pretty long road with, with recovery, and right. I'm in a much better place now, but uh, it took a lot of work, it took a lot of dedication, and I kind of adapted my work ethic for music into my recovery, and I got rewards in both of them. So. Right, and so how much of that do you think uh, music helped with that, or how much of that did you put into music at the same time? Um, honestly, I would say music was a huge thing for me. Uh, that was my beginning of my therapy. And, um, you know, I just got to a point where I was getting messed up at shows, getting wasted, getting sloppy. You know, I used to think I was the man when I was like that. But looking back at it now, you know, like I had a lot of regrets. You know, I had a lot of opportunities that could have came a lot sooner. But... I'm just blessed now that I'm in a position where, you know, I kind of get that opportunity again and I can share my story. Right. And we're talking about these opportunities you once had. Have you seen kind of some more opportunities coming back since you? Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, you know, like I just got an opportunity. Uh, I'll just talk, touch on it real quick here. But March 20th, I'm opening for the Legends Onyx. And, you know, it's because of my hard work. It's because of my dedication, my determination. And I just want to give a shout out to everybody involved in that show for the opportunity. Those are legends I grew up listening to, and that's bucket list for me. So. Right, and sentimentally, what's it going to mean for you? What kind of feelings are you expecting to feel? And, and how are you going to deal with all those emotions? I, it's going to be wild, man. Like, Sticky Fingers growing up was in my top five. Like, getting to stand beside him is going to be unreal. Like, I don't usually fanboy much. You know, I don't really get pictures and stuff, but... I'll definitely be snapping a few that night for sure. So it'll be a good energy. It'll be a good uh, anxiety, you know. I'll bottle that energy up and give my all. So. Yeah, for sure. And we're going to be able to see, are we going to be able to expect to hear some of your new tracks for the, from that new project at that show? Most certainly. The drop is like just less than two weeks uh, before the show. So I'll be definitely showcasing that new new. So anybody who's seen me before, don't think that you've already seen it because I got a lot of tricks for that night. So right and how much do you like to switch things up with their shows and, and do you like to bring different kinds of energy or you like to keep it kind of like 
pretty stable uh before i used to you know i like to do that real intimate real storytelling you know give the passion and everything like that and you know i learned through time that you really have to be you know in your element and in your zone and what's going on and like you know people want to dance you can't be giving them all that realness right so you know i like to switch it up i still got my real tracks i still pull out some of the classics every now and then but i really like to bring a lot more high energy stuff now so. right so talking about dancing and people liking to dance people liking to let let loose yeah get turned up at a concert what are like the tactics that you use because you know the crowd isn't always live sometimes you got to liven them up a bit uh, one thing, sometimes I just, especially with wireless mics, I just jump right down in the crowd. Right. Like if the crowd doesn't want to come to me, I'll come to the crowd, right? And yeah. by the end of it, they're there with me. Yeah, exactly. You know, they might not start there with me, but by the end of it, they're there with me. Right. You bring then, the energy up. And then we're talking afterwards. And yeah, it's good. Yeah, that's good. That's, that's that's for sure. So you you're a really lyrical style rapper. And what are kind of like, what's your favorite word to use? in your rap songs do you have a favorite word a favorite go-to word i don't know really you know i try not to have that go-to word you know i try to try to do different things but that's a really good question i'd have to look back at some tracks and kind of see what that word would be so she might know better than me she <laughs> listens to a lot of my stuff but you know i'm always trying to progress and now for those of you tuning in we're joined with your girlfriend yeah this is my fiance Alyssa fiance Alyssa now we were talking a little bit about Alyssa's role in kind of uh, your whole uh, mu music and, and all yeah, your, all your pursuits sure. and everything beyond that as well yeah um, how important is it for you and how important is she to your whole brand and, and how, how good is it having her around honestly man without her there is no me like I said that in my this way track and I meant every word there is <laughs> there wasn't there wasn't like I was down and out like that she she brought me back and she revived my passion for music and my passion for life and you know not every girl is cool with their man going on the road they, you know it's not an easy thing and she stays mm -hmm. home and she holds it down with the fam you know there's kids at home and you know she does all the extra work and stuff that i normally do and i don't get the 50 million text messages i don't get the drama you know she knows what i'm doing most of the time actually she's like you don't need to tell me everything like <laughs> it's good like i know you're okay like go have fun right yeah, and awesome. you know that's what you need you need to have that support because without that support you don't have anything at all so she's very important you know she's she's the one who had the idea of the business you know so she's been in the background for a long time so now i want her to be kind of more on the front lines with me and i want people to know really how much she really has to do with it like i said earlier she picked all the beats for my new ep she challenged me in ways that i've never challenged myself and you know it's gonna speak for itself so i'm blessed to have her so and i'm happy she's here with me right now yeah that's awesome so you mentioned you're a family man and the kids at home yes sir do you want to see them dabbling into the music at all i would love to man my son he's he's 15 now and you know when he was a little kid when it was me and him he used to rap with us and like he'd call us out at four years old when we'd mess up on our lyrics rehearsing he knew him better than we did yeah. but uh you know he spent some time living with his mom since she wasn't big into the hip-hop stuff but he actually approached me recently and asked if i'd help him with some singing and stuff like that and if we would do a father-son collaboration so i'm pretty excited on that 
All right, so maybe that's something so, we'll get to see a West Paul and son collab. Yeah, man, that would be cool for sure. And you know, I, my stepdaughter, she's got a really, really good voice. So I'm trying to help her get the confidence to uh, to get behind the mic and stuff. So who knows? Maybe I'll have them both going. Yeah, like a Jackson Five of hip hop. Yeah, there right? you go. You never know, right? <laughs> it's possible. Yeah, like so. everyone in the fam jamming out, and 15 is a good age for it too. It is for sure, for sure. High school, that's kind of when people start, you know, doing their own thing. Right, kinda, right. Finding yourself a little yeah, bit. So, yeah. definitely. Deciding what kind of, like, their gig is, usually, you know, especially yeah. especially for really self-motivated and driven people, you know? Definitely. And some people, they need, like, that guidance of, oh, I, I don't know what I want to do. I need school, whatever. But a lot of people, they just go out and they have this dream for themselves. It doesn't matter what it is. And they go out and they pursue it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it definitely sounds like you on the, on the West Coast, on the island there, like, you had... You had it clear that music is what you wanted to, to to be doing. For sure, definitely. I knew from a from a long time ago that it was something that I wanted to do, and I had a lot of people that doubted it, and you know I doubted it for a long time. But I'm just glad that I kept pushing because the sky's the limit, and I'm still going. Yeah, and we're joined here in station with DJ Steven as well. Yeah. Steven, do you want yeah. to talk about how you and West Paul first came into contact? Well, it is a very small world. And music being a universal language has always unites people. And that's how it's supposed to be. You know, I'm always in the habit of reaching out to people, especially how here in Calgary, we have one of the best music. And a lot of hip hop artists spend a lot of time to, to create very good music. I can tell you that in North America, we have one of the best hip hop music. You know, so I was listening online on YouTube and, you know, West Paul's music came up and, uh, you know, after two or three songs of listening, you know, I was really impressed. So I reached out to West Paul directly and asked if he would like to come on the radio and talk about his music. And now look at where we are on the spotlight talking about his music and many more to come right here. Yeah, we're tuned in here live in station with West Paul. Now, welcome to the most exciting part, perhaps, of the show. West Paul's got some bars all up in there and he's about to hit us DJ Steve's about to hit us with a beat and West Paul's gonna give us a little freestyle what up though the spotlight here directly from your favorite artist in Calgary Alberta Canada and across the world the spotlight on 85.5 masterclass radio available on tune in the spotlight we talk reality I just want to say thank you for dropping by the station and thank you to all y'all at home tuning in or from wherever you are. This was our spotlight interview with West Paul. He dropped some fire at the end. Wow, that's all I got to say. Uh, Wes, thank you again for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. It's a blessing. It's been real. And so uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what you push in the future. And I'm just looking forward for things to come. Hell yeah, man. I'll be back again for sure. Lots of projects dropping. Mood drops March 7th. Catch me March 20th, opening for the Legends Onyx. Catch me March 7th at Border Crossing with the homie Lil Coke. Be on the lookout for that. He's an Edmonton cat. We out here. This was the Spotlight only on Masterclass Radio here in Calgary, Alberta. Thank you all for tuning in. All right, one last quick look at the weather for tonight. It's negative one degrees and uh, mostly clear. 
Spotlight. Hear directly from your favorite artists in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, and across the world. The Spotlight on 85.5 Masterclass Radio. Available on TuneIn. The Spotlight. We talk reality.